Welcome. Uh, we'll start the show in uh, one minute, so stay tuned. Uh, this show is also uh, streamlined live to call in. We're not doing Twitter Spaces today, uh, but we're hoping to um, restart with more platforms next week. Okay, thank you very much. We're waiting for Twitter Spaces to fix itself. Mm. And when it fixes itself, we will start. Um, today, what we're going to talk about is community. And let me, let me talk to you first about what this is. This is the weekly meeting of the Karma Club, which is a salon that I run where serious people can talk about uh, issues that, that could um, be of value to everybody, but they're usually pretty thorny problems that can't be solved. And let me let me mod Heyman so that he can there you are, so that he can help me out here. Good. And what happened to the little thing that said that says ping my friends into the room? Where did that go? It disappeared. It's still there for me. Hmm. Where? Oh, I'm on a different, uh, I'm on a desktop platform. Aha. So I don't see it. I don't know. I know there's I... been so many updates recently, right? Suzanne. Yes. Here. Hey, Suzanne. Oh, hi, Suzanne. Oh, I've got people now. Okay. I found it. And I'm inviting all my buddy friends. Oh, good. Scotty's on a train. It says he's on a train. Okay. Let's start with this group. This is the Karma Club. It's brought to you by the Karma Coin. The Karma Coin is a social token on rally.io that supports over 80 creators and creators, um, creators are my passion because I'm one of them. And we're having a very interesting discussion that's been going on for a while about community. And let me tell you what I think. Uh, you need to buy, me, buy some karma coins. The karma coins are cheap. And the reason you need to buy them is because when you buy them, um, what you spend on them goes to support all the other creators in our Karma Club fund. And what we do is we make them uh, loans and we, we um, help them by giving them visibility and we share in their rewards and they share in our rewards. And this is supposed to be the theory of Web3. I've been involved now in Web3, I'm going to say for uh, a year. And I've done a lot of experimenting and I've made and lost a lot of money. And I'm beginning to wonder whether Web3 is really a way to build community or just a way to monetize <coughs> uh, some creators. And this bothers me because it's been sold to us as a way to build community. Yeah, but yeah, go but ahead. Francine, though, if you say you brought up Web3, now I think we should define it. It's still undefinable, or is it from your experience? Uh, Web3 changes every day. Right. Um, if, you, if you tried to define Web3, Web it would be valuing the creator. What, but then the question is, what is valuing the creator? Uh, I was here. Here's here's um, what is Web three? I've not seen valuing the creator in any of the uh, 
Oh, my goodness. That's what I think it's all about. And what everyone, you know, in the Web3 community thinks it's about. It's a decentralized part of the Internet. And let's let's put it this way. Web one was the one where you uh, you, you made a website and and you wrote and people could read it. Web two was when you could um, you could do what people are doing now. Um, they could monetize themselves by um, by launching an app and getting a bunch of people on the app and then running ads uh, against your data as the creator or the user. And who created the the content? You. And who got the money? The person who owned the platform. Sooner or and later, owned the data too, right? In, and, owned, and owned the data big, big time. So this is the dream of Web3. The dream of Web3 is that it's verifiable, it's trustless, it's self-governing, it's per- permissionless, distributed, and robust and has native uh, <laughs> native um, built-in payments. So Web3 is kind of like um, a community with a wallet. And there are a lot of, lot of various different terms that are thrown around having to do with Web3, uh, most of which really have nothing to do with it. In the, in the grand scheme of things, I would say Web3 is sort of the social web, you know, the, or the socialist <laughs> web. Those are dangerous <laughs> words in America, I think. Yeah, I know, but it's, it, is the, it is the web where everyone is supposed to share in the profits. However, I don't really see that happening. What I see happening is people... People coming in and uh, dropping an NFT, let's say, and trying to sell it to other people. And then other people buying that NFT and holding it for a while and hoping that it gets popular and goes up in price. And if it does, then they try to uh, sell it on to other people. Now, what's supposed to be different between Web 2 and Web 3 is that in web web three as the creator um i not only get the i get some money the first time the item is sold but if it gets resold um i get money so it would be like a real estate transaction in which um it would be like a real estate transaction in which i built a house i'm the creator I sold the house to the first buyer, okay? And the first buyer then resold the house to a second buyer 10 years later, but I, as the home builder, uh, still got a royalty on the resale of the house. And that's that's a So there's really ownership good example. Though. Right. There's really good example because um, we know it doesn't exist today. Mm-hmm. I, I... So so there's ownership in the the chain, let's put it that way, the chain of custody. Now, is that really happening? I wish I could answer you because if it is, because there's so much noise in the space right now, it, it, it's really difficult to decide. Yeah, I think, um, and- I think uh, before, I mean, we've got a lot of experts here too. I mean, uh, but I think I've always thought of it as like more, uh, this is what I understood, more decentralized, more immersive. Like the simplest way I try to explain is sort of you're in it as opposed to you're on a keyboard and mouse or on a screen. Uh, I, I guess that's also bringing in the whole VR, AR space and uh, getting you more in, immersed in uh, the whole technology as opposed to just being a viewer on a screen. Yeah, you're in it. I, like I'm in it. I feel like I'm drowning in it. it it's not, you know... It's like, but 
But that does that define it as Web three? Does that really well, define the business the reason model? I, what? Yeah, the reason I start with immersive is because technically, if you're immersed in it, you need some different, um, I guess, uh, storage of value, right, to uh, transport things between places. So art is technically now uh, can be virtually placed. So you need, how do you post that art? I mean, how do you have ownership of that art? So there's an NFT. Then blockchain is sort of just a database. I mean, I'm not the expert again on this. And then uh, cryptocurrency. I think this is all started up the crypto craze, right, last year. Yes, no. and there are no experts. That's right. the cool part. There are no experts. And we're all learning together. That's why this big phrase is wag me. We all make it together. You know, it means everybody is supposed to profit from Web3. But Hopefully. they, yeah, but they, I don't see it from now, you know, for now, what I see is a whole bunch of people um, who did early NFTs right. that shot up in price, like the board Ape Yacht Club people. And those people are, making money by selling and reselling board api club as though you know board api club would and don't forget the, the coins stock. too right the different coins people are holding on to it so they're boosting their own coins right so they've made an ecosystem and actually this is what and i'm i'm waiting for uh, gary v because i think if anyone's going to be able to do it it's gary v i'm waiting for someone to really build a community the, the most important part of Web3 is supposed to be the community. Um, but again, that's something... Well, your community is here. I mean, we should I'm ask. in the Web3 community, but that's not any function of Web3. That's more a function of I knew all these people before. And, and when they... And when they went into Web three, they dragged me along with them. And speaking of community, Francine, you—if you—we've got our community right here. Maybe we should uh... ask them to speak. Of course. Hey, Rick, any thoughts? Andrea, any thoughts? Suzanne, Barbara, uh, Rick, well, did you you unmuted? Yeah. You know, I've I've always loved technology since I was a ki kid. I've you know, adopted stuff early. Um, I love checking out new updates and new software. Um, the thing about Web3 is, I don't know, it, it just, for me, there's so many red flags with it as just being a big giant grift. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, um, uh, Hell, I, I, just, I just burned an NFT. Go ahead. I just don't see. I I understand the the philosophical, you know, decentralized version of it, but I have never heard of Web three as community. Oh, my gosh. And that is what everyone says that it starts with. And that's, that's what I got confused, too. Thanks. Ray. Yeah, I, I have. I have. This is the first time I'm, I'm I, I've read a lot of things. You know, I, I, you know, I own some cryptocurrency. I own, you know, I I really have not find an NFT I'm interested in spending money on frankly oh and that's the reason why you don't understand the community because what happens in the in web3 is that a community is formed in let's say discord around an nft project which is let's say um a token for a game or um or an NFT that's a pass that gets you into a conference or something like that. But what's, a then, what's the current day um, sort of analogy to this? Like to what you're experiencing now, what is your, uh, the, what's the current day, I mean, that's not Web3, that you could sort of uh, help us understand better about that community, Francine? Maybe you should be the leader in this community part of Web3 also going forward. Well, here's the thing. I've done a lot of community building and and I'm my jury's out on this. I am an early adopter. I love the idea of we are all going to make it uh, together. 
I love the decentralized idea. And here's here's why I have bought a lot of NFTs, Rick. I don't need an NFT. To me, an NFT is not art. To me, it is a way of supporting an artist who wants to do a certain type of work. And if you um, if you want to support that artist, you buy their NFT, and it's kind of like a fundraising gig. Andrea, did you un- unmute? I was just clapping oh. <laughs> about the it supporting uh, the artist. Point you know, the, yeah, that's that's the question I have because I can do that today without an NFT. Yes, I. I mean, um, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing one way or the other. I'm. I'm examining the situation. I own about sixty NFTs. Of that sixty NFTs, about forty-five of them represent the work of women artists that I'm trying to support, or artists on the Rally platform, which is the same platform that I'm on as an artist. You know that supports that that supports my work when people buy karma coins and I pass them on to support other artists. And that makes me in some ways a very minor, you know, almost like a micro VC because I have a fund of other artists and these other artists are all people also on the rally platform. And uh, can I share what? without a paywall. Andrew, sure. Um, what for me personally, Web3 is, is freedom and decentralization. And uh, I've been a strong proponent of free open source software and free open source operating systems. And uh, Web3 is exactly that for me. And uh, there are several projects which embody Web3 for me personally. One of them is IPFS, Interplanetary File System, which basically says that uh, the data is cannot be touched with uh, because uh, as soon as you change something on a IPFS uh, document, it immediately becomes another document with another address uh, and uh, uh, IPFS documents are immutable. Basically, you cannot, as I said, as soon as you change something on the document, it's immediately a different address, different everything, different name. And that has to do with the blockchain. That has to do with the fact that all of Web3, the artwork and everything is held on the blockchain. So that's right. And it is immutable. Go ahead, Leo. Yeah. And uh, if we take a look, uh, a deep look into uh, where blockchain is hosted, it's still pretty much servers which are owned by the big corporations. So basically, there's no proper decentralization of it because uh, once they decide to take all the story down, they just can switch it off and that's it. And the whole story will will fall like a, like a card house. Well, yeah, and that's why I'm not, you know, I, I'm not sure this is real. I mean, I do think there's a great story written around it. I've participated in the early days of that story. I hold cryptocurrency. Uh, you know, I, I support artists through Web3. Um, but I'm still just not sure. Because one thing, Nilay Patel, do you guys know Nilay Patel? He's the editor-in-chief. Barbara, after I finish, it's your turn. Um, after I, uh, I mean, uh, Nilay Patel was saying, then it's not about the art anymore. It's about the marketing of the art. Because if what you're d- using Web 3.4 is to, is to 
support the artists and what you're using as a platform is discord see here's what where the community is supposed to come in the community is supposed to come in 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 discord let's just say that you really uh like an artist's artwork and they say well i'm doing an nft project um join my discord and you will get whitelisted for this project and so you know i join the discord and i do all the things that it says in the discord they always give you work to do in discord you you don't just join it you have to like be part of it somehow so you have to work in the discord and if you work hard enough in the discord you get on the whitelist and then you mint the nft and when you mint the nft the artist gets the proceeds from the mint okay so now what does the artist do in theory the artist um, has a chance to do more artwork right or or the artist can build a game or the artist can do whatever it is the artist wanted to do barbara or pay their rent or pay yeah. their that's that's the truth or pay their rent that that's really right barbara um, okay. yeah hi yeah i um I, like you, Francine, thought it was about building a community, and I was super interested in building a movement, um, a new paradigm of leadership called Women in Leadership, and we've spoken about that before. But I feel like I'm suffering from this Chinese curse, you know, may you live in interesting times, because it just seems to be constantly evolving, and everybody seems to have different interpretation of what Web3 is. Totally. So, yeah. So I'm confused. That's all I want to say for now. Thanks. Well, I've built communities before, you know, I'm old enough to have built real communities, as in groups of people that met face to face in real life, you know, you to know accomplish some purpose or because they had shared interests. We had, for instance, a series of dinners um, about 20 years ago, Ed and I had a series of dinners called the Stealth Mode Dinners. And we just announced that we were having these dinners and we met in a cafeteria where everybody could buy their own food. We chose fancy cafeterias, you know, like Caf Casino and La Madeleine, both of which are out of out of business. But and we met there and we talked among one another. Uh, mostly it was people who were interested in entrepreneurship and startups and the same people showed up every month. And that to me was a community because it was people after a while, you got to know those people. And if you needed something that they were selling, you could buy it from them. Or if you, you know, if you could help them, you knew they were good at what they did because you had dinner with them once a month. And so you were able to make referrals. So that's the old, that is the old form. Well, it's not the old form of community. It's one of the old forms of communities because I mean, think about bowling leagues, think about church and then try to compare that to web three and see if there really it is any comparison. So Francine, I did some deep diving into um, like the differences that uh, as other experts have been saying, the funny thing is community is actually meant to be in web 2.0, which is up till 2016, uh, they're saying. So now it's a time of uh, not community, but there's talking more about the person, the focus on empowering the individual users uh, that is what the third generation of the internet will be focused on, decentralization and semantic learning. We really? If you spent all day in Discord the mm. way I did. Or Zoom. The only word, <laughs> yeah, or Zoom. The only word you would ever hear is community. Because they're like, well, we have such a, you know, we're we're minting our NFT. And, you know, Randy Zuckerberg's a great example of this. She's an old friend of mine, and she's gone way down this this Web3 rabbit hole. And she's got an NFT project called BFF and another NFT project that's an accelerator for Web3 companies. And every single one of them 
you have to join their community in order to be part of it, in order to get the information, in order to get the announcements, and in order to be on the whitelist, you have to you have to adopt a role in the community and actually do this role. You know, you have to. I don't know. There's one Discord community that I'm in where I have to post a memory of what I did last weekend. Once a week. Are you, you training know? an AI or something? I don't know, but all I know is I am working to be a member of this community without ever knowing why. Dr. Francine or Heyman, we're we're always training an AI. Yes. What do you think yeah. we're doing here? I know. <laughs> That's right. Our voices are, are being ca- cloned as we speak. Exactly. We are on our training an AI. Yeah, be careful, Therefore, people. Therefore, some of us maybe should some they should maybe choose some verified models. Maybe actually, Francine, do you know Tim Berners Lee? Well, I, I've met Tim Berners Lee because they're saying I, I that. I wouldn't say he was my best friend. Well, the thing is, uh, there's a competition right now, right, between who actually claimed Web three or who's actually directing it. They're saying that more the semantic web that Tim Berners Lee described is what's most likely compared to what most of the crypto people are saying about uh, you know, decentralized. Um, so it'll be interesting to to tease this out if we could get So there's going to be a Web3 food fight? <laughs> yeah. <I think> so. <laughs> Beta versus VHS. Who knows? Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And then what happens? But see, there's the, there's the artist. Web3 was supposed to be for the artist. And it was, it, it, if you go back a little bit, before Web3, there was the creator economy, right? The creator economy was that economy. And by the way, people on stage, there's few enough of us on stage that you can just jump in and say things. Well, that creator economy was kind of short-lived. Is it actually over? Or is it still going on? Well, I don't know. I think it's been replaced. But, or I think the NFT is the way of monetizing the creator economy. Is it is it is it only is it only monetization or is it also the democratization of art if it's affordable the NFT. Well, that's again what you know, if you start reading around in what is NFT, you know, you'll get a list as I mean, what is Web3? You'll get a list as long as your arm. Is it the democratization of art or is it more the uh, commercial success of the artist? Because I'm thinking democratization is what we already have, right? Copy and paste. Is it not? Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. your iPhone. Yeah. Like I just came from the Whitney Biennial yeah, opening, exactly. <laughs> and I took away everything I liked on my phone. Well, and that's we, what we the, love you, Heyman. And that, that's what the non-believers think. The non-believers think that Web three is copy and paste. And I'm trying really, really hard to not to not go there. You know what I mean? Because I I know that that's the that's the negative view. The um, you know the the non-believer view. The 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 view that's on the other side of everything that I stand for, which is you know futurism. But I. Yes, the semantic web was a machine-to-machine internet, but that's not what it really evolved into. That might be what Tim Berners-Lee thought it should be evolving into it. But remember, it, it there's this little this little uh, bump in the road there called the blockchain and crypto, and that is. Uh, we also have TJ on the call-in side. TJ, do you want to add to the conversation? TJ? Oh, there you go. go hey, for good it, morning. TJ. Good afternoon, everyone, depending on where you are. TJ, do you know anything? I do, we're, yeah. We're we just wanted to make a contribution. I think, um, you know, Web3, this whole idea of, about what it is and what it isn't um, can kind of be hard to understand. 
in some ways for a lot of people. I think it's just the next iteration of, of communication and technology in its basic form. And so um, just want to contribute. There's some really, really good, great products and projects out there right now where people can contribute to Web3. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a variety name of different two, options. Name, name two. <laughs> okay, there's um, a wonderful program that kind of consolidated all these things. It's called HandyHost. So handyhost.computer. So for some of the people that uh, aren't tech savvy, they can get involved. Um, it allows you to run a variety of different projects. So a cache, SciaCoin, DVPN. So for people that want to host basically decentralized cloud, you can do that with Sia. For developers that want to contribute to their applications and products, you can look at a cache. And then for individuals that want to use a decentralized VPN, there's DVPN. And so if you run a handy.host, you can run it on any really Mac and Linux machine. I think Windows is soon to come. So it's a okay, huge, powerful so tool to be able to consolidate all these different technologies. Really, anyone can run it anywhere. Now, TJ, I'm just wondering, though, like, how does how does everyone pay for this infrastructure? Because technically, our infrastructure right now is built on our data, right? Like all the advertising revenues uh, and our data mining, right? And all these servers that are being server farms that are being built out by every everyone from AWS to Microsoft to anyone, right? Facebook, everyone has a database. Um, now, how if it's decentralized, who pays? Like, how do we pay? So the decentralized nature, right? So you're talking about using any unused hardware that's, mm -hmm. that's idle. So uh, chips that are idle, uh, graphics that are idle, storage chains. Oh, it's idle. like so, using the cycles. It's like it, it's like that project. The DNA that was. DNA sequencing well, yeah, project. Exactly. So, so okay. if you have, like, for example, let's just say you're running a Windows or, or a Mac machine, right? And you have a two terabyte hard drive, right? I mean, realistically, people are maybe using 200 gigs. You have 1.8 terabytes that are going unused. If you run a handy host instance, not only can you share your bandwidth, so your internet connection to any individual that wants to use it, you can also share your hard drive space. And when you have millions of computers around the world doing that, and you have a file that's being stored in multiple different formats, it's immutable, it's uncensorable, and you're distributing assets in a way that's more economical. So SIA, for example, they, they can store data. How do you spell it? I'll put it on the uh, Clubhouse side. Yeah, so it's S-I-A for SIA. Okay. Okay. So SIA.tech, S-I-A.tech. Got it. If you want to run these instances, you can do it with HandyHost, so HandyHost.computer. And the Akash network is Akash.network. Uh, DVPN, Sentinel, you can do your own research, Google searches. But with SIA specifically, you're talking about 90% less cost. You can basically store one terabyte of files on the SIA network. That sounds like Google gurring, sorry. Yeah. That's no, my dog. I know. I know. I know. An That's Amazon S3 higher. instance will cost you $23 a month. So, you know, Web3, yeah. I mean, the reason why it's so kind of hard to understand, I think, is because there's a okay, huge so incentive. If we had a, to, if we had a uh, whiteboard here, uh, TK, if we had a whiteboard sorry, TJ. here, the, TJ, the first thing that I would put on the whiteboard is, you know, in the, you know, the category of uh, necessary uh, things that are necessary that Web3 provides and one is cheaper, cheaper, and the other is uh, using unused computer cycles. Okay, and the third might be trustless. I wish we had a note taker. This is this uh, is you know weird. it's recorded, right, on Clubhouse and Colin. <laughs> And our collective but, brains will pick up each single piece and we'll piece it together in some formation to figure really it out. Like, but what I really like is that person up at the whiteboard that does the cartoon. The cartoon you know? I, I think that's for the that, YouTube channel you're launching soon. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> but, well, my but big, my I, big point know, in bringing this up, why I wanted to contribute, is, is there's this like a lot of idea about Web3, and it makes it really confusing for a lot of folks. And, and, and what I want to direct attention to is these projects that people have invested a lot of energy and time into that work well and that work better than anything else being offered. And so it's, it's better to go from being confused to actually putting your eyes on a product and a project that's working and working really, really well. Um, seems to be a better way of doing it. So 
a um, lot of great options for people to get involved, you know, really get involved. Um, if you've got a spare computer, spare hard disk space, spare bandwidth, um, a lot of incentive right now and some great projects that people should be focusing on. Well, and that, and I know that you're right. I, I'm, I'm... Francine, you're, you're disconnected. Oh, she got a call in there. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm really understand what you're saying because I was involved in Constitution Dow, and Constitution Dow was a decentralized. First of all, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization, okay? And the Constitution DAO was a specific group of people who absolutely um, got together because they thought that, th that if they raised enough money, they could buy the copy of the Constitution that was auctioned off at Sotheby's, I'm going to say three months ago. And what actually happened with that project, and it does show the power of Web3, is that it, they raised something like $53 million in four days to buy this copy of the Constitution. Ah, but there's, that, there's the rub though, right? They didn't buy it because it was open source. Everyone knew what the price was, how much they had raised. So some web pre-Web 1 guy who was in financial sector came and bought it for $1 more. Well, let's actually right. say who it was. It was Ken Griffin. And if you know anything about Ken. him in Citadel, you'll know very well about how yep. involved he is in finance. Right. But I'm just saying that if you're looking for an example of what can Web 3 do, you know, it, it can. So so let's take Constitution Dow and let's um, let's pretend that Constitution Dow is my friend's Dow, which is called my friend's project, which is called Angel Alliances. Angel Alliances is in the middle now of minting an NFT to raise money to do a project that is actually um, an incubator and a, a micro grant fund for small um, for marginalized um, business owners. And it's an idea of, of raising the money through, through this kind of crowdsourced funding. Everyone who buys an NFT is contributing. And that's really what happens with everyone who buys a karma coin. And it's what happens with everyone who buys um, anyone else's you know, anyone else's project. So like, there's a guy on Clubhouse, and this is addressed to you, Rick, because you said I never saw, you know, an NFT I really wanted to buy. Um, last week or so that I went by a Clubhouse room and it was a creator named Austin Dash. And Austin Dash is a musician. And he was trying to raise money. He was, well, he actually had, actually already done this, but he was trying to sell uh, NFTs of his single that he had raised. He had, he had dropped an album and he was trying to sell the album or sell pieces of the album as NFTs. And people who were his fans uh, could buy those NFTs. And he had this special offer going on because it was his birthday and he was 32 years old. And so I basically bought one of his NFTs, which was actually a piece of art, um, because I wanted to help him celebrate his birthday. <laughs> it was, you know, the NFT was $32. And, and I was like, here, happy birthday, Austin. If I had gone to your birthday party, I would have bought you a $30 bottle of wine, you know? So it's... Well, going back to so, the, Dow, the, Dow, the Dow initiative for the Constitution, I mean, that was kind of a, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, a loss for, for Web3 and decentralization. I mean, it was very clear that was done in a way that kind of took eyes and attention off, off of decentralization in general. I think just all this really comes down to is just the prevalent issue in general that the world is experiencing, right? Where you have a consolidation of resources, assets, and wealth to the hands of the few. And Web3 is a, a re-acknowledgement, a distribution of those very things. And I think that's why it gets, in a lot of ways, not enough press um, and not, not enough support. 
not enough acknowledgement. It is it is very at its core um, going to address a lot of the, the inequality in the world. And, and I think funny, that's why it's got a long road. And the road. funny thing is, wasn't the gas costs high? It's like people who have under $1,000 in their bank account get charged exorbitant fees, right? Uh, I'm just wondering, does that also work in the... Uh, in the new Web three and the uh, cryptocurrency space, because when you have people with higher income, yes. right, they yes. hold more coins, so they could pay for those gas fees. While an individual yes. who buys a very small portion of the coin uh, for, let's say, the Dow, actually all that gets eaten up, right, in gas fees. Well, it just has to do at its core. So we were talking about with gas fees, that's an Ethereum issue. And that's based on, I mean, there's a lot of networks that are playing off the Ethereum core. Yeah. You've got like the Polygon network. You've got um, a lot of these networks that are fixing a lot of those Ethereum issues. But you're right. I mean, uh, proof of work, right? And there's this big thing in the crypto space with this transition from proof of work to proof of stake, which, again, is just another consolidation and, um, and at the end of the day, will we'll be problematic for new adoption. Uh, basically, you know, when you reward people that already have a majority of the wealth in the network, it doesn't usually work out well for mm -hmm. new and early adopters. So Web3, I think, is, is going to be a way to fix that where anybody that has spare compute space, spare bandwidth, and spare hard, hard drive storage can now contribute to this decentralization and, and then get rewarded for doing that. And so to be able to participate in some of these projects... And not have to worry about gas issues, not have to worry about all these other things. Or even the fluctuations, right, in the price. Right, right. And, and once, you, once you do contribute, right, and you're rewarded in, in these coins, right, then you can get into other coins that you'd like. Maybe you want to be involved with Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. You can always move those coins over or trade them as you want. So you can always get involved in other areas. But uh, at, at its fundamental core, Web3 will allow anybody that has spare, basically at the end of the day, energy, right, the ability to contribute to the network. The ability to, to, to offer bandwidth uh, and storage. Okay, space. and this is in all the reading that I've ever done, you know, about Web3 and all of this stuff that I've, you know, you know, that I've ever seen, I have never really heard this uh, discussed. Well, Amazon, you know? Microsoft Azure, Google Cloud, mm -hmm. all these huge corporations, we're talking about multi-billion arguably trillion dollar market cap companies it's not in their incentive right mm -hmm. to expose web3 and decentralization it's not in their best interests and they'll put a layer on top of it right i mean exactly yeah exactly well, yeah, thing, but they'll right. have a layer with the uh, gatekeeping on top right exactly so i mean we're talking about web3 is at its core if you look at economies and it's it's a disruptive innovation and anytime that happens you're going to get market forces that go in directions um, that, that really aren't beneficial to the current stakeholders. So this is a very interesting um, discussion about something that ha that has ne that is never mentioned in all of the discussions about creators and Web three, and as you were saying, um, doesn't get the press. It really doesn't. I mean, well, it's I'm not so part of the marketing game, right? Right. I'm so glad that you're on here because this tells us real reason to believe. You know what I mean? Which other the other things do not. I was just thinking about empowering creators and helping artists because that's what I would think of anyway. And if I have to do it with NFTs and Web3, fine, I'll do it with NFTs. But I've never thought in in conjunction with with Web3, I've never thought of, oh, this is going to be able to use my unused cycles, you know. I, I've, right. I've looked for stars and helped uh, decode DNA and all those kinds of things because I remember that those projects also used to use. Well, imagine uh, you're a imagine you're a photographer, right? Here's a perfect use case. Imagine you're a wedding photographer, and you have 500 terabytes of all basically your profession, and you host it on AWS or Microsoft Azure, and they're charging you, you know, twenty three dollars a month per terabyte to do that. Right. Um, and then there's that issue of being locked out. What if they decide they don't want to do business with it and they just remove your access to your, your career, basically? That's extremely yeah, sensitive, right? Yeah. And then, but if let's say, you do it on this, yeah, let's just say you do it on the SIA network and instead of $23 per terabyte a month, it's $2 per terabyte per month and it's distributed across 96 different computers all around the world. 
there, there is no, there's no issues with accessing your career at that point or your data. It's not only uncensorable, it's also cheaper to do and you get better protection out of it. There would be no reason to consider Amazon at that point. Why would you? I mean, everything that, that's on the side right. of the network is far better. So no wonder yeah, it doesn't get the recognition it needs, right? I mean, this is a extremely disruptive innovation. No, Rick, that is really fascinating. Because, you know, Rick, go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry, Rick, you've been yeah trying on the clubhouse side. Yeah, it, you know, I think the biggest problem that I see is, is a marketing perspective. And whenever I talk to anybody who doesn't know what it is, they always ask the same thing. How is this going to make my life easier? How is this going to help my life? And the artists that I talk to, you know, I, I do know a lot of artists that like are all in, are will jump right in on it. Other artists will say, I don't need to need more complications in my career. Um, and, you know, making an NFT is just another complication in my career. Um, when we have to do all of our own marketing anyway now. Um, or have a following too, right? A huge following. Yeah, and it's people want to know, how is this going to help me pay my rent? How is this going to help me uh, feed my family? Um, and that's that's the first thing you have to say to people is this is how you're going to, this is how it's going to make your life easier, less complex. And, um, you know, because right now to get a, a secure wallet for your cryptocurrency, there's like 10 steps you have to go through. Um, and most people just don't want to do that. You know, uh, they just they don't want more complications. They want something simpler. And I know it's a new technology and new technology. Yeah, new always... technologies are all like that. And you can't there's. You know, there's no way you can adopt a new technology without going. You pay the what's known as the early adopter tax. Yeah, you know, and, and there's definitely that. Um, you pay, but but you have to also find a way to make it simple. I, it, at this point, it's kind of like talking to people about the tax code. You know, it, it it's so complicated right now that nobody is getting a simple explanation of how is this going to make my life easier in the end? And that, I think, is the biggest problem, the biggest hurdle that I think all, both cryptocurrency and NFTs or Web3 have to, to get over, is people want to know how it's going to help them. And, you know, it's, it takes an hour and a half to, to even get get there. And by that time, you're so confused that you just don't want to hear anymore. And that's that's the biggest hurdle that I see. Well, I'm glad that you're here because, <laughs> you know, because I think you know now more than you did before. And I, it's funny because I am a trustless, or maybe I'm a trusting, what am I? I am the type of person who um, who jumps in, you know, and I assume there is going to be a use case sooner or later if I can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that the use case and what's been sold to me by all my Web3 friends, the, the use case that's been sold to me is community. I think also one thing, uh, sorry, Andrea, do you mind? Or uh, one thing I wanted to point out was, um, Francine, is your your circle includes our venture, right? Your early investment, your venture capital, that's your most of your circle, right? Right? Or, uh, no, because it also includes 80-year-old women. You know, it has a very wide circle. Well, aren't 80-year-old women also investors in... 
No? Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm just thinking like your approach to this is sort of, okay, where is the next trend? Where is the next uh, big thing right. in technology, right? While as, as Rick was pointing out is that, you know, our, I mean, Andrea as well. I mean, we're all pointing out the fact that where's going to be my next meal? Where's, how am I going to get my next rent? Maybe the artist question. Um, one interesting thing was if you guys look at back at, you know, the Russia, when they, USSR, when they dissolved, they gave but out the shares. But flocking to this. Well, which artists, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's a big artist, yes, because they've got, the, I don't know, like, from what I've read. Young artists, a lot Right, of young but artists. those are the ones with the marketing um, aspect as well, right? Because there's a lot of great artists who don't have the ability to even pay for the uh, minting and so forth. So I'm not sure. We should actually have some artists here. Andrea. Oh, I was clapping to the last, to your kind of uh, clarification on that point, but I've been, I've been listening and uh, thank you, Dr. Francine uh, and the whole panel for kind of breaking it down. Uh, I definitely feel like I also have been in it uh, exploring this new, uh, I will call it a medium or a platform, um, or communication tool or community, uh, to see how it could be used to both build community and enable action. And, um, so, and I think there is a interesting distinction between people who are using it as both innovators, creators, and early adopters in, technology uh, that know and understand the impact and, and how both supranational, I'm sorry, I have a red bar. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Okay. No, you're doing fine. You're fine. Great. Because it, there's a supranational um, outside the, the realm of the state feeling to these types of platforms, just like, you know, the internet when it started. Uh, and so, and so the folks who, who understand the potential, you know, down the road power and influence and how widespread this can be and how it can upend, uh, kind of the way that we all engage and interact. And I've been trying to figure out also then how we can leverage that power to, uh, for, for good, really, uh, for good in terms of, I guess, how I personally end up defining it as I've come to understand even more in using the app, which is more about kind of social social equity and, um, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. So um, I just think it's a, a really useful um, platform. I definitely feel like I've been uh, a creator of sorts in it um, around civic engagement uh, uh, and I'm very interested to see where it goes. But Dr. Francine, I'm always learning from you in this space. So thank you. Well, I just jump in and, you know, and try to see what it is. And then eventually I, you know, I can find out what it is and then I can find out how I can use it or somebody else can use it. You know, in, in, in the case of, you know, funding for artists and support for artists, what I found was that I could use, you know, my my karma coin to help support other artists. And that's a Francine, your mic went off. In this case. Oh there you go. So, you know, I I, I didn't have any problem. Um you know, I, I was like, okay, I'll help. Uh, I just got a back channel thing that says, I have an interesting idea um, for a DAO that I'm going to create this weekend. It will be more of a long-term community of IT professionals with membership tokens, as well as business membership uh, for lifetime services, IT services. Businesses would have to stake their membership tokens to create fungible tokens that would be paid to workers doing jobs for them. I don't know if it's a possible concept, but sounds fun and aligns to the goals of uh, Web3. And yeah, it does align and it can be doable and it sounds really interesting. And in that case, a DAO you know, functions more like a a corporation. You know what I mean? Or and 
and um, it provides a recurring service. And see, people are thinking. That's that's the other thing that's interesting to me about Web3. People are thinking. They're thinking about all kinds of different things they can do. And they're not, they're coming up with really, really good ideas, you know, and, and ideas for things to try. And I'm, I'm impressed with that because any, any technology, I mean, right now it might be, and Rick, I understand if you feel this way, um, a solution in search of a problem, but God, I can, I, I think so many of these things start out as a solution in search of a problem. And then here it is. What, what, yeah, some artists found a lifeline selling NFTs. Others worry it's a trap. There you are. And it, it, here's where we are. And I don't think there's any answer to this right now. So I think we're going to be maybe discussing it uh, again and again and again. Joyce, do you want to say something before we wrap up? Because you've been here patiently. Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm still learning a lot about all these things. But, <laughs> that's, the, that's the point. But there are no experts, and we are all learning. Yeah, but but anyway, I'm very attracted to anything that has ambitious and uh, altruistic social goals, and and anything that can help with equity and opportunity. And so, so it sounds very exciting to me. And one thought that came through my head was I wondered whether there's any applications going on related to Web3, and I would expect there would be to do with fighting climate change and and that whole bunch of issues. (laughs) Thanks, I'm done. Yeah, I think there are, and I'll try to find out. I'm I'm going to Mexico this week, so I'm not sure how much research I'm going to have a chance to do, but I will try to look at that. For next week, Doctor Friends, I have a yeah, question. Rick? Oh, uh, Rick, Wait. and then TJ. Okay. okay, yeah. I mean, I think it could be a very interesting project um, for an artist. Say, let's let's uh, take a documentarian. Um, take a documentarian. Choose maybe a musician. Um, a visual artist, a mechanic, and maybe a hairdresser or a restaurateur um, and start a project with using Web3 to help them launch their careers and document it and see, uh, see what works, see what doesn't work. And have them explain, was it easy? Was it hard? Did it actually do what it was supposed to do? Um, and just have have a document. That way, I think people could understand it. If it was told as a story from start to finish, this is what this is how uh, how Web3 helped me. OK, I'm going to get people on here for next week who Web3 helped. Yeah, I see that's what was missing. Yes. from this. <laughs> From this panel. Um, um, TJ's on the call inside too. Well, I just want to make a okay. contribution to that and then a question. So in that scenario, all you'd have to do is talk to your web developer and say, hey, our web app or our website or our iOS or Android app, we'd like to run that in a container on the Akash network. And then all of a sudden your, your web real estate is now running on distributed computers all across the world. That is Web3. Um, and it's being done today, right now. Well, that has to have buy-in, though, right? Because we know that you know Linux and everything else is uh, much greater, but it's just the installation, the, the support behind it is right. not Well, there. we heard from yeah. a caller that probably represents 95% of the rest of the world. And yeah. It needs to be simple to understand, and there's a marketing yeah. gap for sure. Um, I just want to – I, I, I love this conversation. How do I follow up with you two? I would, I would love so that. Uh, we're going to do this. Yeah. We're gonna, it's Karma Club, and it's on next week, Thursday at 11. And next week I'm going to get – Mountain artists. time. Uh, no, Pacific oh, sorry. time. Pacific time. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so Trust we're on me, different time zones, by the way, TJ. Trust me, Heyman, as you know. <laughs> I, live in, I live in Arizona where the time zone never changes like the politics. But anyway, um, it's like <laughs> it's 11 o'clock uh, Pacific Daylight Time. And I'm going to try and get some players um, from, you know, who've launched NFTs and who are actually part of Web3 to be part of this discussion. So it'll be a completely different discussion. But uh, TJ, TJ, yes, I would like you to come back because I think there is a huge marketing problem. I think we've unearthed it and I think we, we need to solve it with some really good messaging that shows people what the usefulness of Web3 really is and could be. And oh, okay. Be wonderful. Yeah, Heyman, if you don't yeah. mind sending me a DM or something on I this, because I'm on, I'm on call in, so appreciate we'll that. Thank you. Yep, definitely. And I'll also right, send you a link tree. Once again, please, um, if, you don't, if you haven't bought any Karma Coins to support our artists, please buy some. Um, the links are up there pinned at the top and i am grateful always that you showed up and grateful to have these discussions i love these discussions they they give me a lot of hope that our world can consist of a lot of things that aren't politics or war or covid so thank you for coming everybody see you next week thank you thank you Take care all. And take care on the call inside as well and join us next week. Bye.